News Radio 680 WPTF. We are broadcasting live from The Man Expo at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds, the Exposition Center. I hope you can stop out and see us. Come on out to the booth just as you get in, as this is, of course, a Curtis Media Group event and News Radio 680 WPTF, and making your home great is right in the front door. This is Dave Alexander at the Expo Center, and we've got Tim Ferruzzi. How are you doing, Tim? Good. You're going to have to speak up nice and loudly because it's a loud place in here. Tim, of course, is with uh, uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and today we're going to talk about what while we talk about the uh, the expo. We're going to talk about uh, siding. Am I correct on that, Tim? Yes, exterior siding options and all the different types that are out there and the advantages and disadvantages of each. All right. Well, and while we're doing that, that's hour one. An hour or two, we're going to have some people who are involved in the expo come by here, and Tim's going to stay with us, and we're going to have a good conversation. This week on Making Your Home Great, we're talking about exterior siding. I know that next week we've got somebody, uh, Chris Conrad from CMC Electric, uh, who is going to be on our second hour of the show. Tim, what's our, uh, our uh, uh, first hour topic for next week, the 24th? Let's see, the second, the first hour is going to be bathrooms. Oh, bathrooms, okay. All right, very yep. good. We're going to be talking about bathrooms next week, first hour. All right, educate me on exterior siding. What What are my choices? Because my house has got uh, uh, just the vinyl siding. I know there are plenty of other things I could have put up on there. Well, I'm going to give you a list of all the ones that I can think of, and there's about 20. And then we'll just yeah. kind of hit on those as the hour goes on. Sure. So I'm going to list them fairly quickly. So asbestos, that's one type of exterior siding that has been used Wait. in the past. Now, there's no way anybody's using asbestos now, are they? Not anymore. And we'll touch base on Let me go ahead and give you the list. So we've got asbestos. Okay. We've got brick. Um, we've got block, concrete block. We've yeah. got stone, we've got synthetic stucco, we've got organic stucco, we've got right. masonite, uh, aluminum siding, vinyl siding is another choice you just mentioned. We've got right. fiber cement, we've got T111 plywood, we've yeah. got pine siding, the old wood siding, we've got cedar siding, we've got cypress siding. Of course, we got cedar shake. Um, we've got log cabin. Oh yeah, we've got hey, metal man. siding. I want that. I want that. All right, go ahead. And we've also got plastic of various kinds, uh, which is one of the things that was being used in London in that uh, tower that burned up. And there's other yeah. metal sidings, and of course, there's glass siding. So you've got lots yeah. of different sidings that can be used residentially and commercially. And Tim, I'm assuming, since you referenced that London tragedy, you know, each one of these has their advantages and disadvantages, and there might even be a fire question or a fire attitude, uh, a fire difference uh, with the different types of siding. Am I correct there? Absolutely. And we'll, so, talk, so we'll, what, we'll also be talking about fire stuff uh, in one of our uh, 
future episodes, I think the one after next week, we'll be talking about fire, fire protection, that kind of thing. But yes, there are sightings that are better for uh, fireproofing or uh, things of the sort versus other ones. And right. going, you know, talking about that London uh, fire, that was a, a, a composite plastic material, it appears, with a, an aluminum, a very thin aluminum cladding to give it that real, you know, art deco modern look. Um, but evidently that choice that they used was a very flammable choice and they could have probably spent another $7,000 and got the, uh, the fireproof version. Yeah, and, and uh, as big a structure as it was, it went up very, very quickly, and there were some bad, you know, this is one of those things where you, you know there was an engineering error made somewhere. They just retrofitted that building. Something seriously bad went wrong in the planning. There's no way that that, that was the best they could have done. All right, so talk about my residential siding. What can I put on my, the side okay. of my house other than traditional, or other than what I've well, let's, already let's start with what let's start with what a lot of people have, and then we'll touch base on some of the lesser ones. A lot of yeah. people have brick facades. Okay. And uh, very few people nowadays, uh, and, you know, at, a long time ago, they used to use brick, period. Like, brick was your inside and your outside. But, yeah. you know, as things progress you know, they got brick facades. So a lot of people have brick facades and their internal walls are basically framed up. So a brick facade is a good choice. Um, advantages of it is obviously it's fireproof. It's a whole lot less maintenance. Um, it looks good. Um, it's strong, it's solid. So maybe it holds up better with wind, storm. Um, some of the disadvantages of it is uh, it's got to be cleaned occasionally, pressure washed with high pressure. Uh, moisture does get through it, so you've got to make sure that, um, and not lots of moisture, but what moisture does get through it, you got to make sure it's got weep holes and things of the sort. But uh, a lot of people like brick. Yeah. Yeah, my dad Another? actually built, my dad actually built a brick house we lived in. And I have to tell you that it was probably the most solid structure I've, I ever remember. Because, it, yes, it was the interior and the, the, the exterior and the, the framing of the house. Yeah. All yeah. right, go ahead. So, you know, brick, brick is very uh, maintenance-free, generally speaking. Right. So another common uh, siding that a lot of people have is masonite. And uh, that was being put on in the uh, 70s and the 80s a lot and even the 90s and that's basically a um, uh, a lot of it had a lot of the ones that were put up were, was the lap siding that had the little bead on it and a lot of homes still have it and people have been uh, maybe replacing portions of it with a fiber cement which we'll get into that conversation in a minute but masonite is like a uh, a compressed sawdust if you will or particle board, if you will, and it's got a nice hard enamel finish on it. And back in the, um, uh, there was a lawsuit back in the 90s against uh, some of the manufacturers of this product where there were massive fail failures of it. I think it was the late 80s, early 90s. So a lot of homes have masonite on it. The advantage of it is um, it was cheap. 
uh, obviously cheaper than wood cladding. And um, uh, disadvantages of it is um, you've got to maintain it just like all siding. So where the nails are, been, are fastened through it, you've got to make sure those holes are sealed up and you keep the siding painted. And, of course, there have been some issues with some of the manufacturer's products, but we painted a home two weeks ago that still has masonite on it. The house I live on, live in, um, two-thirds of the house is still masonite. I've replaced certain sides of it with, with comparable products because I got more weather issues on various sides of our, my house, as most people do. So I've only had to replace several sides that were problem areas, whereas the siding, the masonite siding on other portions of the house has done well, as long as it's painted. So, right. Masonite is a, is a product that's been used a lot. All right, we'll pick up on this conversation. We're talking about siding, but we'll take uh, a question uh, from anybody about anything about making your home great on this radio program. If it sounds like we have more people in the studio than we usually do, that's because I'm at the Man Expo at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. We'd love to have you come out to the largest man cave in the Triangle, or I think anywhere. And we're continuing with Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, the AccuWeather forecast live from the Man Expo. Scattered showers this afternoon. And uh, we have an overnight low in the 60s or 70s, that is. For Sunday, some clouds and afternoon thunderstorms. And then for Monday, afternoon thunderstorms. Uh, today, your high is 85. And tomorrow and for the next day, near 90. Overnight lows in the 72-degree range. Making your home great live at the Man Expo at the uh, State Fairgrounds Exposition Center. Come on down. We've got a lot of great things to see, including uh, some cars from Taggart Cars and uh, anything for your man cave. Later on in the program, uh, we're expecting to talk to uh, Tommy from Choice Pool and Spa and Snap Draken, uh, who will build you a man cave. Travis will. We'll talk to them in the second hour. First hour, we're talking about siding and your siding uh, choices with Tim Feruzzi, of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Hi, Tim. Hey. So, so we back to the. So we talked about ahead. masonite, right? We talked about masonite. Anything else I should know about that? Well, masonite. Uh, you've got the beaded masonite. You've got the regular lap siding masonite that didn't have the bead on the bottom or doesn't have the bead on the bottom. And you also right. have the Oriental panel. You'll see a few homes that maybe have a Studer style that have these old 4x8 panels that almost look like they were had like an oriental design or a old French Tudor design. Um, uh-huh. That's rare. You don't see those as often, but uh, that is another form of masonite that's out there. And then you also see some masonite that mimics T111 uh, plywood, which is just a, a board that has um, a bead down it or a, a groove down it every 8 to 12 inches on center that made, made to look like the board and batten uh, uh, siding look. But there are masonite panels out there as well in that product. Um, the third type of uh, siding that's pretty predominant is vinyl siding. Uh, you'll see this in, a, in several different scenarios. You'll see this in a retrofit application where people have maybe a, a masonite home 
from the 70s, and they came in and they put vinyl siding on their home to eliminate maintenance, also freshen it up, and maybe also increase R value, insulating value of the property. Um, and then you see brand new homes that were also built with vinyl siding as the first choice. There was no other, that, that's the siding, is, is vinyl siding. Uh, with right. nothing underneath it other than the plywood and the house wrap. And in some cases, they, they forgot the house wrap and just put vinyl siding on with, with a quarter-inch insulation or no quarter-inch insulation. So vinyl siding is another choice, <laughs> and there's all different kinds of grades of vinyl siding coming from the standard builder grade all the way up to premium stuff. And, and vinyl siding is a good choice. You just got to make sure that you're buying the right product, the right quality, and you've got a good installer. I think on the whole house, Tim, there's one ding, and I'm blaming it on somebody mowing the lawn, hitting some gravel, and punching a hole through the garage. And it's not me. I don't think it was me doing it. Um, it is it typical that, um, like the siding on a house, the vinyl siding on a house, that you'd have to repair, you know, dings like that over the course of years? Or should well, it yes. deflect most things? Yes, um, and, I, and I've noticed I've noticed that more recently uh, in the 30 years of business uh, I've been, I've noticed more dings recently, and I think it's because of the age of the siding, and also maybe it's because it's not as thick or as quality as it may have used to have been, and um, and maybe because it's being used a whole lot more. So. Right. Uh, that's I see that where I people call us all the time and have us come out and replace four or five pieces of siding near the ground or three feet up or wherever where the lawnmower pops a rock on it, and uh, we'll come out and replace where maybe Father's Day weekend tomorrow we'll have uh, guys <laughs> with their grills a little too close to the house and there'll be some melted siding and they'll call us and have us yeah. replace three or four pieces of siding. So and when you replace the like four that. or five pieces. Tim, when you replace the four or five pieces, are we confident the color's going to match? No. Um, or do we have to it paint it? it ages and oxidizes, um, obviously it changes color. So, uh, you know, we, we can get creative on that, and we've come up with a real uh -huh. good solution. And at times we'll go searching. Sometimes we have to search six supply houses to try to find a brand that has the same texture, the same color, and uh, but we've been very successful at helping people with those type of problems make it look right. All right. And then you know you've got vinyl siding that has uh, a styrofoam built into it, where it's, uh, it's not just the vinyl siding, but it's actually got a rigid styrofoam uh, filler uh, that's used to increase our value and also stability of the product. So that's a a product that's out there in the vinyl siding choices. Final siding, you've got the dud flap product, you've got the double four, double five, uh, so you've got various looks in vinyl siding, as well as shakes. You have shakes out in vinyl siding. And then don't forget the aluminum siding from back when, and you can still get aluminum yeah. siding, but a, a lot of houses that were back in the 50s and 60s and, and so on have been... Uh, have had vinyl, uh, aluminum siding put on. Now, they don't get the holes in them that vinyl gets in them from the lawnmowers. They just get the dings, and you yeah. can't get those dings out. And, of course, you see a lot of homes that have that where they've gone back and cleaned it and painted it, 
done things like that, mm-hmm. but aluminum siding has, has been a good product over the years. Okay. Another popular product that a lot of people have on their homes is uh, fiber cement. And a lot of people seem to be going that way. A lot of builders are going that way. Fiber cement would be a product that's made out of concrete, a lightweight concrete with fiberglass uh, lining and lots of other additives, but those are the two main components that I know of. And there's lots of different brands. It, it mimics vinyl siding. It mimics shakes. You can get it in shakes. Um, you can get it to look like... Uh, Mace Knight siding with the bead, and uh, there's lots of manufacturers out there. There's James Hardy, Hardy Plank is what we call it. Um, uh-huh. There's GAF, there's Maxi Pile, there's Nichaha, which is out of Japan, and there's also the Allura Plasum, which is uh, Certainty, formerly Certainty. So those are the big players, the five big players in the fiber cement business. People call it Hardy Plank, but that's just because they got to the the game first with the product you know out there and branded so yeah. people call it hardy plank so it's really called fiber cement siding is what I call it and there's lots of different manufacturers out there not just James Hardy <laughs> I've got so, people who are in front of me here at the Man Expo are taking pictures with the Taggart cars sorry about that um, okay. yeah, if it sounds if it sounds a little louder than usual this Saturday on the uh, on the radio show it's because uh, one half of the team is out at the Man Expo with me at the uh, fairgrounds, and Tim is talking about uh, fiber cement, which I want you to know in Yankee land is far fiber cement, but that's all right. We'll just call it hardy planks uh, every now and then. All right, yeah. so so what's the good, what's the value of that? Why is that so popular? <clears throat> well, it's popular because it doesn't rot. Um, but let me tell you, I have seen it fail in applications where it's too close to a roof line and it's exposed to water a lot. It'll disintegrate over time, just as anything would, if it's getting so much water and heat and contraction and expansion. So I've seen that actually fail when it's too close to a water line, like maybe too close to the ground or too close to the roof. You'll see edges right. of it fall apart. Um, but generally speaking... It's a solid product. It's um, it's being used a lot. It's it's uh, it's economical. Uh, it holds paint better. But I will tell you that if you don't paint it as often as you should, which you should still paint every four to six years, most yeah, masonite, wood siding, stain, things like that, and you can go a little bit longer on stain, but. Fiber cement, people think, well, I can go 15 years and not paint it. I, I would not recommend it. I've gone out to houses that were eight years old, beautiful homes, half-million-dollar homes, uh, yeah. fiber cement on the whole thing, and because they didn't paint it very good in the initial construction, they maybe put one coat on it, and no one's done anything since. They've got so much moisture absorbed into the panels that the that the actual uh, butt, butt joints of the siding where they butt up to each other has actually warped out because it got exposed right. to too much water and it wasn't protected. So it will absorb water and it will crumble, it will warp. So you've got to keep the hardy plank painted. And um, I think once you paint it the first time in the original construction and maybe one or two other times, you're going to get yeah. more bang for your buck because you've protected it and it holds the paint so much better in my opinion, because it's not as susceptible to 
the moisture uh, as right. the wood might be. All right, news folks are waiting in the wings, and we're going to pick up this conversation about uh, exterior siding with Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Dave Alexander live at the Man Expo, North Carolina State Fairgrounds Exposition Center. We're on the air. And call us up. I'll give you the number right after our news on News Radio 680 WPTF. Dave Alexander. Okay, your name? Uh, Franco, Frank Drake. Okay. Frank Drake. Dave Alexander. We're live here at the Man Expo. Fellow just walked up. Thank you. Very much. He said, "Ah, we listen to you all the time. Very, very informative. We're at the Man Expo, the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. Uh, occasional showers? Yeah, I'd say so. Scattered thunderstorms? Sure. Right over the fairgrounds right now. Sky opened up. We went from 85 degrees back down to 77 with a real feel theoretically at 82. But honestly, if you're outside in the rain, it's colder than that. It feels a little bracing. Uh, anyway, scattered showers, a possibility the rest of the afternoon. I'm live at the Expo, and Tim Ferruzzi is live at Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing to talk to us about siding. And when last we left you, Tim, we are talking about fiber cement. Yep. And, and, and by the way, we're covering a lot of uh, uh, siding options here, and we may or may not get through all this in the first hour, and we can always talk about a little bit of it in the second hour if we have time. I'm totally fine. Or we can totally fine. talk about let me, it other times. Yes. And let me so, just offer up our telephone number, 919-860-9783. Even though you're at Handy Helpers and I'm at the Man Expo, we can stay, still take your phone calls. Go ahead, yep. Tim. Okay, so uh, a fiber cement, we just talked about that and uh, the advantages and disadvantages of it. And they do sell some of that product now that comes pre-coated, pre-painted from the factory, and they claim they give you, a, I think, a 50-year warranty on it um, as far as the paint, and they send you a little touch-up port. Uh, I'm yeah. not 100% sure on on that. I think it's a good idea, but I'm not sure that it's going to last 50 years, uh, even though they say it does. Um, so let's see. Uh, other common exterior sidings that a lot of people have. Uh, and we're kind of doing this in order. Um, stucco. You see stucco out there, uh, synthetic stucco on a lot of buildings as well as a lot of homes. And <laughs> there was a big problem back in the 90s with that product as well. Late 90s, uh, I think, maybe early 2000s, where a lot of it yeah. was, had to be torn off and redone because of some window issues around windows and doors. Um, synthetic stucco is uh, generally a good product. Um, it's pretty uh, pretty well maintenance-free. As long as it's installed correctly, uh, it's a good insulating product. Uh, it, it rarely has to be painted, um, and, and I'm a big fan of it uh, in the way they've been installing it in the last 15 years. Um, and then you've got organic stucco, which is basically what you see on these old adobe homes uh, that look where they came in and uh, what you would see out typically in the Midwest, or not the Midwest, yep. but the Southwest, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, you'd see that like on a block home, and they would use the metal lab with the concrete mortar mix and, and create the, 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 the look. 
and uh, that's a great product as well. It's got to be painted occasionally. You'll see, and it's like what they use in Greece, and you see these pictures of these Greek islands. That's a lot of what they use as an organic stucco type product. Um, and if you want something to look like the beach, do stucco and then take a pastel. Yeah. Yeah. Take a uh, light green or a light blue. Yeah. Yeah. Another product that's being used a lot is uh, stone facade. And you'll see that mixed in in a lot of these new uh, homes, half million, million dollar homes, and, and, and beyond where they're having fiber cement on part of the house and maybe shakes on part of the house and then one plane on the front might be done in stone. Um, right. And all this is a synthetic stone. This is not real stone. Um, and the reason that it's synthetic is because it needs to be a lighter weight because it's the way it's applied. Uh, so it can't be real stone and that large. Otherwise, it would be almost impossible to, to have a facade made out of it. Um, sure. So that's another product, and, and there's advantages and disadvantages. That obviously it looks nice. My wife loves that. Every time she drives by a house, she sees that. She says, "I want that on the front of our house." And yeah. um, some of the disadvantages of it, other than it looking great as an aesthetic, um, and it is pretty durable, is it does absorb water in the mortar line, and um, mm-hmm. it's got to be installed right. I looked at a home uh, eight months ago. And a uh, beautiful home, probably built five, six years ago, and it's all going right. to be torn off and redone. And uh, This is because it, it wasn't put on properly? Probably wasn't put on properly. And I looked right. at another job and did another job uh, about a year and a half ago where it, the way it was done along the roof line, we had to chisel it all out and uh, re-step flash the roof line because they didn't step flash the roof line correctly, and then they put the stone on top. And the only way you're going to be able to reflash it is you had to take the stone out. So we had to come in and take all the stone out along the roof line and uh, reinstall it after we corrected the problem. And we had to do some other special things. Um, so those are some of the advantages and disadvantages of stone facades. Yeah. The stone Another facade. popular siding is yeah, uh, the, the, old, uh, the old pine siding. You know, uh, what you see on these houses that were built in the 20s, 30s, and 40s um, were just a good quality pine siding. And uh, and those homes, a lot of that wood is still there, still held up because it was such dense wood. Even when the paint has fallen off of it, it still has held up because of all the, the uh, I guess, the resin, the, the sap that's still in the product. And it's so dense, the trees grew. When they cut those trees down, those trees were a couple hundred years old. And uh, right. so that, that's a good product, and that's, you usually see that on older homes. Do you have a question, Dave? Yeah, the pine siding, can I still get my hands on it? Yeah, um, I have a, a warehouse uh, full of old barns and houses I've taken down. I've got eight or nine barns in my uh, warehouse identified. You'd have to yeah. have something like that as far as getting something new that mimics that. Uh, good luck, uh, because they don't, yeah. you know, these, these trees were taken from the forest and the woods. Whereas the trees now, the material you're buying is all farm, most of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you're going to have a hard time finding anything that's going to be as dense as it was back in the uh, 1800s, 1900s, and uh, and so on. So, um, yeah. 
another and in truth i cost. couldn't afford it anyway so go ahead yeah yeah, yeah you're, you're right it's going to cost you a, a <laughs> very very pretty penny um you know probably the option there is to if you've got an old house on the land somewhere yeah. take off the yeah. old siding flip it over and use it on your house um Cedar, you, you see some of these houses that have cedar siding and cypress on them. Uh, we talked yes. about that in a recent show when we were talking about painting, I think a couple weeks ago. Um, a woman had called, and I think she had cedar on her house. You can have a house with that has cedar siding, and also you see houses that have shakes that are made out of uh, cedar. Uh, that's right. a good product. It's not as good as it used to be. Uh, same thing we just talked about, the trees that it used to be. Uh, pulled from were were trees that were natural to their environment, and uh, so I just feel like years ago that product may have been better. Whereas the cedar you buy now, redwood, cypress, just isn't the quality that it used to be from because it's just done differently. It's pulled from different uh, type of trees. Maybe they're genetically modified. They're grown faster. Blah blah blah. So they're not as yeah. dense. Uh, and they don't have a lot of the natural elements that they once had internally. Um, and Cypress, we just talked about that. So, uh, and what about log cabins? Sure I love log cabins. log cabins. Huh? I love log cabins. The greatest yeah, thing about to... a log cabin is that its structure is the beauty. Yep. It's, so it's not log cabins, framed up and log cabins, the, the, yeah. the exterior siding is the wall as well in most cases. It's the logs yeah. that's internal and exterior. We talked about brick earlier in some of the old houses. The brick was the interior and the exterior, even though they might put some kind of a, a covering on it. It still was right. the interior wall. But uh, log cabins, we've worked on some of those, and you've got the chinking in between the logs. Um, right. They still have to be cared for. You've got uh, it, it checks, which is cracks. You do have cracks yeah. in them, um, so you do have to maintain those. You have to stain them. Uh, is the preferred way to do it is to, to do a good cleaning and uh, good quality uh, caulking where needed and uh, using a high-quality semi-transparent stain and uh, obviously keeping them washed. And, and going back to, to siding in general, you always want to keep the exterior washed and in, in mm -hmm. cases where needed, stained and painted. You got to take right. care of the outside of your home or building just like you would your car or your furniture or your kitchen. Uh, you got to just take care of and do preventive maintenance, and uh, that's important. Now, some of these, as we talked about, require less maintenance than others. All right, Tim, I'm going to get your advice on that that direction about washing and, and cleaning and. Um, you know, the, the outside of the a home. Any questions, dial 919-860-9783. Ron, making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And I, Dave Alexander, am live at the Triangle's largest man cave, the Man Expo on WPTF. Live from the Man Expo, News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Dave Alexander at uh, Making Your Home Great. Quick AccuWeather forecast includes the possibility of rain 
scattered thunderstorms, temperatures just dropped significantly, and the storms rolled in over the fairgrounds with scattered storms this afternoon. And then for tomorrow, a possibility of sunshine clouds and afternoon thunderstorms and a high of about 90 degrees. But then the rain comes and it drops the temperature at 77 now with a real feel of 82. Significant thunderstorms activity uh, in the Raleigh area right now. We're at the Man Expo. Tim Ferruzzi is live at Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And we're talking about siding. And Tim was just going to tell me about washing my siding. Because and by the as, way, as um, just, yeah, you know we've covered we've covered a lot of a lot of information here in the last uh, hour. And if anybody yeah. has any questions, they can always reach me at uh, our office number, which is nine one nine six seven six five nine six nine, as well as uh, handyhelpersremodel.com or handyhelpers.com, either one, and uh, be happy to come out and take a look at anything anybody has or answer questions over the phone. Uh, so, And we've got much more information we can talk about. We've got another 10, 15 types of siding we can discuss. So as far as cleaning, um, yeah. whenever I clean uh, most exterior siding for the last 30 years, I've always, always used low pressure. I use a a biocide, a mildicide, uh, with water, and I basically just use a garden sprayer, a pump, and just spray it on. And that mm -hmm. is the best way to do most siding. Now, when you get into situations where you have brick, especially from three feet down around or on chimneys, driveways, sidewalks, you have to use high pressure. But most fiber, cement, vinyl siding, masonite, wood, should all be done with low pressure. If you've got to get, if you've got to get uh, uh, paint off, you're better off doing it with the old uh, elbow grease and scrapers and sanders, not a pressure washer, because you'll damage the wood. So I always recommend low pressure. So going out and hiring somebody with a, with a pressure washer, are you telling me no? Uh, it, you know, I'm not going to tell you. That's a, that's, that's a hard question to answer. If you spray, okay. if you're using a pressure washer and you're using it from a distance, say yeah. it's just one of these little $2,000, $2,500 PSI uh, pounds per square inch uh, units, or even larger, and you're doing it from 15, 20 feet away, and all you're doing is spraying the material on there, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're okay. getting up close, one foot, two foot away, no way. Yeah. You should not be doing that so to your home, unless you're dealing with brick or something, and you have to do that. So if I see my guy doing that, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and say, no, 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 back off. Back off. I don't want to spray off the paint or, you know, damage or, or even press water into and beyond my siding. Well, yeah, because it's going to go right. beyond, you know, siding is, is, most sidings are permeable. Brick, right. uh, siding, you know, if you look at your vinyl siding, look underneath it, on the, you'll see little perforated little holes because, yeah. you know, it's got, to, it's got to, it, it, water comes from the outside and water comes from the inside. So you've right. got to, you got to be careful when you're washing your house. And, but okay. you need to wash your house. Very important. 
and it will help your paint job last longer too if you properly uh, wash your house of all the mildew. All right, all right, sounds good. What other types of siding? We talked about uh, cedar siding and and uh, yeah, you know, last siding. conversation was uh, cedar, cypress, and uh, redwood, and I think they're all kind of lumped together, even though they're different kinds of wood. They're all high-end wood, and and in most cases, yeah. you'll see those stained instead of painted. And uh, and they do well. And uh, people will use a redwood also for deck. Um, and, and we've got a client that we're going to be doing some uh, redwood on the exterior of her home um, because yeah. she has a home that. Well, actually, actually, you know what? She wanted redwood, but we right. weren't able to get redwood at a feasible price. And when, and we already knew it was going to be elevated, so we had to scale back and go to. Um, I believe fur in her scenario, um, and that's a job to be done, but it's on the schedule. Um, yeah. And we talked about log cabins. So uh, some other exteriors that you see a lot on older homes are blocks, concrete block homes. You see those at the right. beach. You see those out in the country where they just built the whole house out of concrete blocks. Uh, yep. Man, what what a what a good strong house. Now, most of the time, you'll see that in, in smaller homes. You don't see large homes built out of that, but, uh, and of course, buildings. They're still building buildings out of, out of concrete blocks. Great right. product. You just got to make sure that it's uh, waterproof properly. Uh, and that's oh, why amen. when you drive by these big buildings, you see the, the, the waterproofing being put on the black material, things like that. Right. And another My, uh, last thing we'll... Uh, last thing we'll talk about is asbestos. Yeah. A lot of these old homes that have the asbestos siding on them, and uh, that's a great product. Asbestos siding can last. You see some roofs made out of asbestos. That stuff will last five, six hundred years. Um, yes. But you know, people bump up against it. Lawnmowers shoot rocks at it. You got to replace it every yep. so often. And there are products out there that that we have access to where we've been able to come in and pull out a piece and then put in a piece, which is a fiber cement. We talked about that right. early, earlier, like the Hardy Plank. Uh, there right. are products out there that have been recreated to look like the asbestos, same size, same design, everything, but it's a fiber cement. Yeah, there's no... When you're saying... I'm having a hard time because there's an awful lot of people here at the Man Expo, but asbestos... The stuff that we talk about that's ne necessarily negative, people still have that outside their homes. It's oh, yeah. still on siding, it's still on housing. And the yeah, only fear is house. busting into it. What's that? Is there a fear of breaking into it and, and releasing those fibers? Well, of course, most of it's outdoors, so it's not a huge yeah. problem, but, but you can't go in and... Like, I can't come in and take off a set of siding on the outside of someone's house and put something else on it. You have to be right. a certified asbestos contractor to do that, and that gets very, very, very expensive. You probably have to yeah. put monitors up around the neighborhood close by to check the air, uh, the, you know, to make sure it's not floating around to your neighbor's home. Most people, when right. they have that, they just reuse what they have, and that fiber cement is actually copying the new fiber cement the hardy plank, yeah. everything you see is basically mimicking that asbestos because they had such um, 
success with that asbestos siding is still on these homes. Um, and sometimes people will just encapsulate it with a vinyl siding. But if you have asbestos siding, if you like the look of it, stay with it. I had a little house in Cary. We put a big addition on the back of it. This whole house was done in asbestos, downtown Cary. The yep. room addition that we built, we just carried it on through. Instead of using asbestos, we used a fiber cement that mimics yep. it. looks exactly the same. Very good. I like the additions that look like the rest of the house, honestly. Oh, yeah. You did a, you did a good thing. All right. Talking with Tim Ferruzzi. Tim with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Another hour of this show, Making Your Home Great. Why is it so noisy where Dave is? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We're at the Man Expo at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds Exposition Center. Come on out to the Triangle's largest man cave this afternoon on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF live at the Triangle's largest man cave. The Man Expo at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds Exposition Center and... Tim Ferruzzi is live from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Our telephone number, you want to ask Tim a question, is 919-860-9783. And at our booth now is Carrie Marceau from All-American Gutter Protections. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how's it you, going? You're nervous being on the radio for the first time? She said I that. am. She is. That's all right. I've never been on the radio before, and I, I've enjoyed every minute of it so far. Uh, listen, talk to me about American Gutter Protection. What do you do? Um, well, I'm the marketer for all American Gutter Protection, but what we do is we sell the gutter guards, and we install them as well as gutters, seamless okay. gutters. All right. And, and I'm particularly interested in this right here because they never have a nickel to uh, rub together. You actually have interest-free financing? Yes, we have interest-free financing available for one to two years for qualifying people. Okay. Talk so to me about qualify. the gutter guard. Uh, the gutter guards are basically, it's all metal. Right. And basically it fits on top of the gutters and it keeps all the debris out. Right. So therefore you don't have to go and clean your gutters through and through after a storm or anything like that. You know how leaves get into your gutters and it gets clogged and you're having problems with it. Eventually you have to replace the gutters. Well, with the gutter guard... It keeps the leaves out, everything, yeah. and it's really easy to clean. We have it set to about 10 to 15 degree angle, yeah. so the leaves just fall right off. All right. Carrie, give me some contact information and tell me about the deal with the uh, uh, the uh, Man Expo. You have a, oh my oh, gosh, we have a 20% off if you're at the Man Expo. If you come by our booth, we'll yeah. give you 20% off of today if you sign up and get a, get a free estimate okay. when we come out. Just let them know you're at the Man Expo, and we'll give you 20% off. And what's going to happen is people are going to stop by here first, and they're going to see us, and they're going to say, where is the booth for Carrie and the All-American Gutter Protection? Where are you doing? What direction? Um, okay, I'm going to tell people to walk toward the sign that says beer, and then go on the other side. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. On the Carrie, other side of beer. Carrie, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. All right, she did very well. Carrie Marcel from All-American Gutter Protection. Did all right. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Good to have you on the show, too, Tim. Yeah. She did a good Even job though you're for the first time. Yeah, she she did all right. She did all right. So talk to me about uh, what kind of week have you had? Are you you're looking at some good stuff? Are you, what are you interested in these, these days? Oh, yeah. It's been a very busy week. Of course, it's been a very hot week. And 
I think yep. the weatherman was uh, a little off this week. He said Thursday and Friday and Saturday we were going to have a ton of rain. I think it yeah. didn't turn out that way. We got some today, some, right? But uh, not so much the other yep. days. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, been very busy. Uh, let's see, projects we've done this week. Uh, we've done some structural damage under a home where we pulled out about 16 feet of the main girder and uh, supported all the uh, all the joists going to it on both sides and we didn't even have to go inside the gentleman's house to take out his, his flooring to do it we did it all from below the home uh, good and pulled out all the insulation and sprayed the hole under the home with a uh, uh, bio um, side basically to kill all the bioaerosols and we're going to be yeah. putting new insulation under his home and doing a dry sealed crawl space uh uh, pretty soon, but new insulation will be going in on Monday, and he'll be straight except for the dry field crawl space. <clears throat> we'll right. also be doing a um, a uh, French drain for him on the back of his home um, to help. He's on he's his home is kind of on the bottom of a hill, so he's got a lot of water coming on the back of his house and going yeah. under his house. So uh, that was part of the reason why he had structural damage underneath. So we're resolving yeah. his problem. Uh, by fixing the the cause as well as solving the result the um, the cause of it. Um, Very good. Other projects uh, installing gutters. Uh, you know, not to yeah. not to tread on her. No, uh, no, no, no. Don't worry about treading we're, on her. Tim, here's yeah, the we're thing. Yeah, we're we're in there the gutter are, business. So, yeah. So we we've, we've installed a lot of gutters this week. We do six inch gutters and five inch gutters and gutter guards. Um, yeah. We've painted some exteriors. We've uh, put in some hardwood flooring this week and some uh, luxury vinyl uh, tile. We talked about that last week when we had uh, uh, Raper on the show that I was doing a big structural job. This is actually another job than the one I was talked about. We actually had to sure. pull up this man's floor and plywood, fix his girders from that level and put in new hardwood and, and uh, redo his bathroom and redo his kitchen. And, um, right taken off masonite on one end of the house and replacing it all back with fiber cement because this is the side of the house where they're getting a lot of weather. Right. Uh, I've done some plumbing jobs this week. We replaced a backflow preventer at a restaurant uh, in Pittsburgh. We, um, what else did we do plumbing-wise? We uh, snaked out a line at uh, one of the government agencies, had a clogged mm -hmm. line, snaked that out. Um, and I'm just going off the top of my head. There's probably another yeah. half dozen things we've done this week that uh, I'm not remembering. Oh, we put in some right. posts on our carport. So you name it, we've done it. We've been busy. Yeah. It's a good thing that you mention them. And, and I'm not, you know, the reason I bring that up is because people kind of forget and they don't <laughs> realize that there's nearly, nearly nothing that you won't do in their house from big to small and they, well, yeah, you know they exactly think and, and I've been doing it 30 years so I know a lot, a lot about what connects what to what and I guess that's why I'm on the yeah. show all the time because you guys like the information what I've learned over the last 30 years so when I look at a project I look at it from a holistic standpoint not just hey let's repair this because it needs to be repaired I want to. I want to talk about why does it need to be repaired? What caused the problem, and what other issues 
might there be that you don't see that are related to this problem? So, and the other thing I didn't mention about projects we've done yep. this week is roofs. Lots of roof repairs and lots of new roofs. Yep. So, I'll bet there's a fair number of roofs getting a test out. Fair number of roofs oh, yeah. being tested at this moment uh, for leaks. Yeah. Especially a couple weeks ago when we had those real downpours two or three weeks ago. It's funny, we're not actually in any watches or warnings. There are no official National Weather Service warnings about rain, but as you well know, when it rains, it rains a lot sometimes. Oh, yeah. I did mention today that the rain systems, when they when they break out, they're going to move slowly through. Uh, when should I check underneath my house? What's the... Uh, there's probably water under my house right now. <laughs> but when should I be... I mean, there might be. When should yeah. I worry about it? Well, should I, I mean, wait how are a day your gutters or two? doing, Dave? Do you have, do you have gutters, my gutters on your are, house? My, my gutters are fine. My, thank you very much for asking. They're very nice. <laughs> uh, they're... They're a little, I, you know, they're a little discolored from long-term clogging. I hate to say that about a uh, fella, but, you know, they, they were clogged at one point, and they got dirty, but I think they flow nice and freely now, um, and, and they're certainly carrying the water. I don't notice the water pouring out of the front of the gutters, except in major, major rainstorms. Right, right. Um, so, uh, to answer your uh, question, when, do you, when should you yeah. check under your house? You yeah. should probably check under your house uh, on different occasions. You should check after a hard rain. You should check uh, during the different seasons. And if you're right. under a termite contract, hopefully they're checking it annually and giving you a report of what's going on. And, and we do that kind of thing if people want us to come out and take a look. We'll, I've done that, gone under the houses with my moisture readers and poked into the wood and uh, yeah. check out what the moisture content is. And I can also just do it from the air under the house. I can check relative humidity, absolute humidity, and uh, right. moisture content. So um, all those things can be checked at any given time, but you should probably do them at differing times uh, during the year and at least once a year. Right. The key okay. is making sure that you've got good drainage around the property. Uh, vegetation always helps. Make sure your downspouts are getting the water away from the house so your gutters are, are working, hopefully, as you said. And then the downspouts, you don't want that water just dropping to a point in the yard where it might be a low point, and then all that water just sits and just goes right back under your house. You want to get it yes. away from the house if you don't have natural drainage. Sometimes people will have a backyard that maybe they have an issue with where it does need piping underground from the downspout to a ravine, whereas in the front of the house, maybe they got a nice natural slope going away from the house, and those downspouts can go right to the base of the house and be jutted out a foot or six inches, yep. and they do well because of the natural flow of the land. I wish I had a natural flow of the land. We call it uh, Lake Fuquay uh, in the front yard when we get heavy rains. I got to get a, somebody out to, to put a little topsoil and then sod the whole thing because it, it, I got a low spot. I don't like to talk about it, but I got a low spot. Uh, <laughs> details on my uh, home problems and more over the course of this, this show. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk with some other folks on making your home great. 
live from the Man Expo, the Triangle's largest man cave. That's where I am, Dave Alexander. Of course, Tim Peruzzi with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF live at the Man Expo. This is Dave Alexander, making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. We'll talk with Tim Peruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing in just a moment. From Tra But uh, Travis Crumbaker of Snapdragon joins us. How you doing, Travis? Good, how are you? Good. Now, this, uh, what is it that you do? Because I think this is a neat idea. <laughs> are, will you build me a bar in my man cave? Gladly. You will? <laughs> yeah. What other, what projects have you done? This, I assume you're, you're into building things and you'll build me a what? I, uh, I will take a, a theme and yeah. we'll run with it and make you whatever you want. If you want a steampunk bar or you want a NASCAR themed bar, or if you want a man cave that looks like a real cave, we can do it. Yeah. Whatever if your I, imagination is. If I wanted my garage to look like, say, Cheers. <laughs> oh, seeing, thinking Cheers, you know. Sure. You know, yeah. or, I don't know, if you could work around my, yeah, I think this is, Cheers would be it. You could do that. That's no you problem. Be, you build, all right. What, what projects have you done lately? Uh, let's see, the latest thing I did was I did a TARDIS entrance. Yeah. You know Doctor Who? Yeah. The TARDIS, a lady wanted a uh, entrance for her one child's room, and I did a TARDIS entrance to his room. So it looked like an English phone box. Yes, police box, yes. Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. All right. Uh, and, and bars. Bars. So a lot of, lot of call for guys with themed bars. I recently did a whiskey bar. Yeah, uh, with a whiskey theme to it. So did I, but it has nothing to do with home home construction. <laughs> Tell me about your experience. <laughs> Mine was actually a restaurant and bar that's in Greensboro. Oh, okay. And uh, it's based around Southern food and whiskey. Right. But the whole theme was whiskey barrels, of course. Yeah. Old wood, barn wood, brick, hundred year old brick, stuff like that. And it's a whole rustic kind of feel to it. And this was a commercial establishment or this somebody's is, house? This was a commercial establishment. I do both commercial and residential. All right. Give me some contact information. Uh, sure. best, way, best way to reach me is on snapdragon.biz. Snapdragon. Yeah. D-R-A-K-E-N. Right. Is the spelling. Biz. Dot B-I-Z. Dot B-I-Z. Yep. All right. Very good. Travis, thank you. Thank you very much. All Appreciate right. it. Take care. He's at the Man Expo. Travis Crumbaker of Snapdragon, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I think this is the guy you got to bring in to make up a make up the studio because our studio back at the station, Tim, is just so boring. We got, we got to snap it up somehow. All right, Tim, are you with us? Go ahead. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's he's there. All right. Tim from HandyHelpers.com or Handy Helpers, and uh, the website is HandyHelpers.com. And then there's Highland Residential Roofing, and the website for Highland Residential Roofing, I'm going to try to do it from memory, Tim, HighlandRoofingNC.com. Am I right? That's right. How about that? And the contact number for you most of the time is 919-676-5969. Yes, sir? That's right. All right, good. I, I need that constant, uh, you know, uh, positive reinforcement there. Now, if you want to talk to Tim or anybody else, uh, or to, if you want to talk to Tim or anybody else who appears on the show, 
Dial 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. What do you want to talk about now, Tim? We've got a couple of well, calls. Well, well, I, I want to mention I did, go out this, I did go out this morning and I looked at six jobs. Yeah. Uh, my first appointment was 8 o'clock and uh, today was my gutter day, so I looked at... Uh, uh, Five gutter jobs and a sixth one that thought it was a gutter job, but it ended up being a roof issue. And I wanted right. to talk a little bit about those different scenarios and what I ran across. And uh, I guess we'll finish some of that after we come back from the break here in four or five minutes or ten minutes. But the other thing I want to mention before I go into what I looked at this morning is one other thing you got me think about what we did this week. We finished up a job uh, on the Sound uh, in Bath, North Carolina this week. Uh, where we've got a little house that uh, can't be any bigger than 18 to 20 feet wide by 70 to 80 feet deep. And it's just a straight yeah. run A. It's right on the water. Uh, right. I would call it kind of a shotgun house, except it's not two-story. It's one-story. It's a shack, uh -huh. a nice shack. Yeah. And uh, okay. so the gentleman had us come in and take off his old tin roof, which was not a real uh, roof like they did back in the days on the barns where it was a you know a standing seam roof made out of the the tin the tin alloy material lead and tin I think is what they used to use when they made these products. it was actually right. just a screw down ripped roof that you know they, they're notorious for leaking when you put fasteners through the face of them at least yeah. so we pulled off this whole thing and we came in with an 032 gauge aluminum uh, in coil. We ordered uh, a huge roll of it and uh, yeah. 20 inches wide and we actually took off the old roof and built the roof on site with a, a metal break and sanding seam and crimped it. Did the whole roof that way and we used aluminum and 032 gauge which 032 gauge aluminum is, is an equivalent of 20 gauge in um, in steel, from what I understand, as mm -hmm. far as thickness. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. the tensile strength is different because aluminum is more malleable than steel, but the gauge, the thickness is the same. 20-gauge steel, 032 aluminum, I think those are very similar in thickness. So we chose to go with the aluminum on his, and he didn't even want it colored. He wanted just straight aluminum color, which really adds a nice, a nice thing. If you go to our website... Probably we'll have it loaded up in the next week or so. HighlandRoofingNC.com. You'll see a picture of this roof. But uh, I was really proud of it just because we did it all by hand and um, with the metal break and did it piece by piece. We couldn't make a bunch of them. We couldn't do it any other way. We felt this was the way to do it. We used aluminum because it was very close to the water, and we wanted to make sure there was no rusting uh, with a steel panel, so we chose aluminum, yeah. and he agreed, and that's what we did the job with. Sounds like it was nice. Yeah. Was this his home? It's was this home. his home? Or it's a second, second, it's home. A second home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. wow, that's wonderful. Talking with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. If it sounds a little like there might be some extra sound on today's show. A little bit extra noise. In fact, in the middle of your discussion there, Tim, somebody demonstrated the sound system on a motorcycle uh, here at the Man Expo. Apparently somebody's built in what you used to have in a in a church or in a stadium. <laughs> they built it for the 
for a motorcycle. Anyway, we're live at the Man Expo. You can uh, come on out. This expo continues until 7 o'clock tonight and then tomorrow from noon until 5 at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds Exposition Center. On a rainy day, come on out and visit the expo, the Triangle's largest man cave. We've got somebody coming in from Choice Pool and Spa. Right after our news, we'll talk with Tommy and continue talking with Tim Feruzzi from Handy Helpers on Making Your Home Great News Radio 680 WPTF. WPTF and WPTF.com. WPTF live at the Man Expo. Still the best way to broadcast live and in person till 4 o'clock today. The Triangle's largest man cave is open till 7 o'clock tonight and then tomorrow from noon until 5. Scattered showers this afternoon with the temperature right now at 74 degrees. Real feel of 82 and joining me right now is Tommy from Choice Pool and Spa. How you doing? I'm very good, Dave. Thanks good. for having me. On. Now, when you say pool and spa, everything from hot tubs to have you, is that your display over there with the working units? We, we have all the working units up. Uh, with this huge booth. Yeah. We have over 17 hot tubs on display. We have our giant 16-foot swim spa on display, up and running. Foot. We have the world's only Infinity Vanishing Edge hot tub on display. I saw that. And that yeah. is the most amazing piece of technology in our industry today. When you're in it, you can kind of slide down, look across, and the water just seems just to drop, drop off the Drop off into oblivion. Yeah. And if you've got that perfect oasis view or a mountain view or yeah. overlooking a lake or a stream or a pond or something that's that's what that water feature is designed for in the swimming pool area right and they've just adopted that to the hot tub how long have you been doing this since 1985 so really? about 32 years now what do you like to do what I like most yeah. is just helping people make intelligent choices on what's going to best suit their family okay. as far as water, leisure, family entertainment. Um, the backyard environment is just designed and intended for family recreation, and there's no better way to do it than with a pool or a hot water piece I, of that equipment. I like the idea of a, a hot tub. Do we call them hot tubs now still? Well, we call them uh, therapy vessels, hot tubs, really? spas. Uh, basically, they don't have to be hot. That's a common misconception also. Right. You can keep it cool in the summertime, use it like a swimming pool, right. refresh after yard work, anything you want. Any temperature, you're in full control every single day. And you can use it year-round, unlike a, your regular pools where you have a season open right. to close. A hot tub or a swim spa, you can use continually. But if I want a pool, can I call you and get it done? You may absolutely do so. And we can create it out of custom vinyl, fiberglass, or even custom gunite swimming pools. We do all. And, and what are people asking for in pools in this area? They want a naturalistic shape, yeah. number one. Uh, generally want some kind of added water feature, mm -hmm. automation, and where they don't have to do a lot of ownership upkeep, whether that's with automated sanitizing systems, right. uh, better filtration concepts, which require far less maintenance upkeep from the person owning the pool, operating pool, and automatic cleaners, you know, are pretty much a, kind of a standard inclusion in most 
in ground. I don't have to employ a pool guy? Yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I mean, you know, we, my family does, of course. We have yeah. Rico to do the, to the other things outside. But, but these are lower maintenance than they used to be? Because they, if it's a smartly designed pool, with you have multiple suction sources, multiple returns, you circulate the water far yeah. better, more smartly, and it also helps transfer heat more evenly throughout the pool, so right. it makes the whole operation of the pool year-round more economical, affordable. Are they all chlorine pools, or are there... Most pools today are yeah. are treated with salt systems. Salt, right. And it's, it's a way of treating the pool with chlorine, but you manufacture the chlorine from dissolving salt in the water, and there's okay. a mechanical system that converts it into the chlorine. Okay. But you're converting it at such a powerful level, it's like shock-treating your pool all the time. Very so you good. don't have any odors, you don't have any uh, dry skin and things like that it's just very natural the most comfortable to your eye tolerant water that you could be swimming in very good thank you tommy i appreciate it all right thank tommy you. from choice pool and spa he's at booth 413 find them you can't miss us can't miss us i just look for the <laughs> look for the spas really you know all right thanks 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 tommy news radio 680 wptf live at the man expo thank you tommy uh the triangle's largest man cave is continuing to be open till 7 o'clock tonight. Our effort in this, our part of it, continues till 4 o'clock on Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi, of course, has been spending his day at Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and we're talking with Tim now. Hey, how are you, Tim? Doing fine. Good, you're missing out on some things. I'm excited talking about hot tubs and swimming pools. You got any time to enjoy a swimming pool or a hot tub? I actually, I I've got enough. a hot tub in my backyard. Uh, I, yeah. I really enjoy it when it's working. I need to get it fixed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'll get you the number if you want the number. But, and, and by the, uh, by the way, we had uh, one yeah. of our sponsors uh, uh, referred us to a customer uh, three weeks ago that wanted a, yeah. a tub, hot tub, put on top of their deck. So we came in and. Uh, went under the deck and built uh, uh, an extra structure of beams yeah. and footings to support that particular area of the deck. And, and then we were also hired to move the new tub onto the deck, which the deck is about wow. eight feet off the ground. So we do things around that arena. And very good. So, and it's not, so, it's not a minor job. you got to think about these things ahead of time. You know, the yeah, extra yeah, weight we and, up, and where are you yeah, going to fit we, it? Yeah. Yep, yep, and where it's going to be located and how it's going to be supported. And uh, and they were able to, to, to keep their existing deck and just do some modifications below it to support the weight of the tub and the water that's going to be in it. Excellent. So, Excellent. Um, looked at this morning, uh, one of the first jobs I went to, I was there at about 8 o'clock this morning, and this uh, $1.5 million home, uh, very tall, large on the lake mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. he built this home himself you know hired a contractor they never put gutters on this home <laughs> so he needs he needs about 650 lineal feet of six inch gutter because it's a very steep home with lots of angles and yeah. uh, so 650 lineal feet of gutter and most of us on our homes the average home probably has a need for about a hundred and 40 feet. So this kind of right. tells you how large this house is, and, and the majority of that 650 feet is 40 feet up in the air. 
So right. a very large home, 19 downspouts. So that's a typical home that would need a 6-inch 032 gauge uh, gutter. And uh, wow. I think he got sticker shocked when I gave him the number. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I told him, I said, well, uh, a friend yeah. of mine told me years ago, you don't lose money on jobs you don't do. Yeah. The other thing, Tim, is whether your house is 100000 200000 or $1.2 million, you're protecting the foundation of it and everything else with the house if you're putting the proper things on it, including gutters. What were they thinking building a house with no gutters? Absolutely. You know, what they saved back then, he's, he's lost since. Um, well, the house has been finished for a couple of years, but he's realizing that it was a mistake not to put the gutters up. And he, he asked me about the back of the house. He's got this upper section that dumps down onto a lower roof. It's got a lower right. pitch. And he said, well, can I avoid putting gutters on that upper section? I said, well, that's one of the most important places to put it because look what's going on on the brick right above the roof line. Look what's going on with the flashing. Who knows what it's doing to the roof itself. And uh, look at the windows. And I said, that's... The, one of the most important places to put the gutter. He wanted to not put the gutter there because he felt like having a gutter on the lower pitch roof would catch all the water. And I'm like, well, you need to stop the water from hitting that roof and bouncing back onto the second story part of the brick and windows and flashing and roof and the whole deal. So, right. Um, and then the second job I looked at was a, a brand new home. A couple just moved in. The builder just put gutters on the front of the house. And mm -hmm. they need gutters on the rest of the house. They've got their heating and air that's being hit by the water. The landscaping is starting to get lines in the ground. Obviously, there's water going under the house. Yeah. Uh, they didn't put any gutters on the back porch. Uh, they just put it on the front of the house. And, and one of the critical spots on the front of the house was where uh, was an upper section that should have had gutters that did not. So you've got about 1,500 square feet of roof area dumping into a gully where a valley runs right into a wall. I'm like, that that should have been done. The whole house should have been done, first of all. And then secondly, if they only did the front of the house as they did, they should have definitely done this section on the front of the house as well. But they didn't do it because it was kind of hidden, but um, critical area. So we'll talk more about after after we get back from the break. All right, sounds good. Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. This is Dave Alexander at the Man Expo at the Fairgrounds Exposition Center. It is the Triangle's largest man cave. Lots of great things to see here. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Live at the uh, Expo Center. The Triangle's largest man cave is here, the Man Expo, from News Radio 680 WPTF, and of course, Taggart Cars and Curtis Media Group, and Dave Alexander uh, here. We've got uh, Tim Ferruzzi at Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and you can call and ask us any questions here, 919-860-9783, and we'll get on in on the last... Uh, 13 minutes of the show. Scattered thunderstorms this afternoon. We're down to about 74 degrees right now with a real feel of 80. Chance of some thunderstorms the next couple of days as well. 
with some fairly high temperatures up to 90 each of the next two days. Live from the Man Expo, News Radio 680, WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi talking about uh, what's going on with Handy Helpers. And, uh, uh, you know, feel free to ask Tim any questions about your projects, either at our number 860-9783 or go to handyhelpers.com and drop him a line on the Ask Us bar or whatever it's called to contact us. All right, Tim, so what's going on? So the third job I looked at this morning was... Um was uh, it was a call for gutters on the home, a little one-story rental house the gentleman owned, him and his wife. Yeah. And uh, but when I get out there, I, I realize that he's got other things that need to be done, and um, obviously the gutters. And uh, for yeah. quite a small house, he needs uh, uh, whew, he needed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven downspouts for just a little regular ranch-style house because he had so many different sections. The house was kind of broken up as far as the fascia boards with little extensions here and extensions there. The other thing yeah. I noticed, and he didn't ask for this, but I'm going to send him uh, the estimate with all this, is he needs the house pressure washed, so he needs some high-pressure wash, high pressure, pressure washing on the brick and low-pressure washing okay. uh, mildicide on the siding. And he also yeah. needs a little bit of roof work, roof maintenance, so, you know, we do that roof tune-up for 295. And the other mm -hmm. thing I noticed is he's got three or four windows on the house where the metal cladding that's protecting the wood jam and brick molding has got the paint falling off of it. So those need to be recladded. So I'm going to send him an estimate on that as well. Just line item uh, things that he should do, uh, and he probably plans on doing several of them anyways. He just didn't realize yeah. that I did those things. So uh, because he called our gutter company specifically. And, yep. um, you know, he may not know that we're also in the roofing business and the repair business. The fourth job I looked at, um, she thought it was a gutter issue. So I get out there and uh, I've got a home that's probably built 12, 15 years ago. And she's got this it's a large two-story home. She's got this goalie, very similar to yeah. what we described in this earlier job, the second job I looked at this morning. A, a yeah. large goalie where the, all this roof area runs into a valley and then runs into a brick wall and runs along yeah. the brick wall to escape out down into the gutter that's down below. Well, you never want water running sideways and backwards with shingles. The water needs to run straight down on the shingle. If water ever backs up or goes sideways, when shingles yeah. are used, like in low-pitch environments or where pitches change, they leak because they're nailed on. So essentially what yeah. we have to do there is tear that whole gully out, all the, all the shingles up the valley, up the pitches each way. we got to take off the metal flashing on the brick. We're going to come in with two layers of synthetic underlayment. We're going to put mm -hmm. in some aluminum uh, backup liner lining in the valley. We're going to use a 90 mil rubber membrane, EPDM rubber, like you use on a flat roof, low-pitch roof. And we're going to extend that up the, the brick wall, up in the valleys, all the way around, and come back down around the... Basically, we're going to waterproof the gully. We're going to reshingle the aesthetically visible portion of it, and we're going to leave the rubber exposed where it's not aesthetically visible so that it'll be 100% waterproof. So we're going to use right. a lot of redundancy to solve her problem, and it was done wrong from day one. 
the way it was constructed. So it was not even a, roo- a gutter call, it was a roofing call. And I gave her samples, showed her what needed to be done. And, uh, and I see so many of these in brand new homes uh, yeah. and even homes that were built 100 years ago where they're just not using the right material and the right application or it was a design flaw or both. Um, and if there's and a then, gradual pitch, you cannot put shingles on it? Yeah, anything under a 312 pitch should not have shingles. Um, you can do a few things to kind of help alleviate the problem, but what I'm describing is even more of a problem than that because she has two upper roofs that probably mm-hmm. comprise of 1,200 square feet and another lower area that all dump into this gully. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this gully has such a low pitch, probably a 2 or 312 pitch, and it's a bottleneck, and the valley runs into the wall about three feet up. So basically... Uh, when it pours, it, it so inside her living room, she showed me the wall. She's got yeah. paint peeling in the drywall getting destroyed, and it's probably been going on for years since the house was built, but it's finally got to a point where it's saturated everything else over the years yeah. that they don't hold water, and now it's starting to come into her home. Man. All right. So, you see a lot uh, of this is sort of, yeah, go ahead. No. What was the question? Do you see a lot where you, when this happens, I mean, do you see a lot of situations where, you know, one small thing or one medium-sized project wasn't done right or they didn't use the right thing, and then it just spread from that, from that location? I see it all the time. And her worry was mold inside her yeah. wall. And I said, well, that's a valid concern. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the leak's got to be fixed and this is how it's got to be fixed so yes, that, I see it all the time we're, we're constantly going behind other contractors and fixing things whether it be uh, maybe a builder or a remodeler or just maybe a homeowner that's just ignored problems but, but this specific thing, I see a lot of design flaws, a lot of incorrect applications I mean, I, I could just tell you thousands and thousands of stories and uh and we're not perfect, you know. We we, yeah. we make mistakes as well, but yeah. by God, if we make a mistake, we're going to come out. And we're going to fix it. But I've learned so much over the years, and had so much schooling and education. I fly around the country. I'm very interested in the science of of mm-hmm. waterproofing and correct materials. I take my job very seriously, and it's 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 worked out for us as a business. And, and, and me and my family and, and the people that work for us yeah. and, and the customers. So we're not just guys that come out and just slap stuff on. We understand why it's got to be done this way and why uh, you want to use these types of materials uh, right. and how this should drain into this and, and, and so forth and so forth. So the other job I looked at, the, uh, the, the fifth job, I won't mention the sixth job because that was more of a computer evaluation based on what I saw on the computer uh, that particular yeah. estimate but the fifth estimate I went out to a gentleman has a gutter across the house across the front of the house and a limb blew off from across the street during a windstorm several months ago it literally blew 200 yards and hit the front of his house and damaged his gutter and he wanted to know if he could just repair the gutter instead of replacing the whole stretch I said yeah 
I would prefer to replace the whole stress, but if you want to replace a portion of it, we'll have to put in a coupling, and then we'll have to run the rest of it to the end. He wanted to put two couplings, one on each side of the, of the dent. And I said, no, let's just put a coupling here and then take it to the next 15 feet as a full piece to the end cap. So he said, okay, let's do it. And I said, well, let me look at the rest of your house and see if I see any other issues. And I started looking at his roof, obviously, because I'm looking at the gutters, and I'm like, how old's your roof? He said, 12 years old. And it's a 30-year shingle, which means it's probably going to last 20, 22 years. So he's probably got another 8 to 12, 10 years of life on the roof at the most. And I said, you need to replace this pipe flashing. You've got a broken shingle here. You've got a broken shingle there. You've got a broken shingle here. If I'm out doing the gutter work for you on this section of the house, why don't you have me fix these sections on the roof as well? Well, I don't know if I want to do that right now. I said, well, sir, I said, your car needs to be maintained. Your body needs to be maintained. Your floors in your house need to be maintained. You got to maintain your teeth. You got to maintain your roof. People, they just yeah. look at the roof and they think, oh, I don't have to do anything to my roof. Well, you have to maintain that just like anything else. I said, if I'm going to come out and do the gutter work for you, as you want me to, let's, here's what I'll do for the roof. I'll give you a better price to repair these areas because I'm already going to be out here. There'll be the same crew. Let me yeah. repair the roof. It's good for me because I'm doing more work while I'm here, and it's good for you because you're saving money because we're already going to be here fixing your gutter. Okay, let's do it. And I said, good. and this will buy you an extra year or two on your roof, if not more. Plus, it'll stop damage from inside your house. Yeah. Yeah. So You're talking crazy it, talk, Tim. There You're you talking go. crazy talk having to, having to maintain things. I've got a lot. I own lots of things, and I don't maintain a single one of them. What am I got to look for? What am I got to look for? I'm going to look for a, a shingle that's damaged on my roof. Well, do I know, need to look for shingles that are lifted up? I usually you know, ignore that a, sort of thing. People get a brand new roof and they think that yeah. they don't have to do anything for 30 years or 20 years. But you should yeah. have your roof if it's brand new. You might get away yep. for the first five years not having to worry about it. But after that, you should have the roof checked every three to four years. And as it ages, if you're getting to the 15-year category, you should have your roof looked at every couple years. Okay. All right. And and you actually have a special for, you know, coming out and looking and, and doing some work. What's your... What's your special? We, we do a roof tune-up for two ninety-five, and uh, if you uh-huh. go to our website, highlandroofingnc.com, you'll see what's included in that. Now, let me tell you, we don't... I have to look at the job because not all houses qualify for that. We, you know, probably only 25% of the houses I look at actually qualify for that. They have to be okay. fairly simplistic roofs, walkable, things like that. You start getting into a big big house with steep roofs and lots of angles, you can forget the 295 uh, yes. because it's not sure. going to happen. But I'll come out and I'll tell you, hey, this is what we can do it for. It's going to be 495 or it's going to be 595 Here's why and here's... And you know, most of the time people say do it. But um, So the 295 does apply, but it doesn't apply to everybody. You, you get out of these houses and people say, oh, you said you do it for 295 No, we have to look at it. Tim, I got to run. Thank you. Yep. All Tim Faruzzi right, from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander at the Man Expo. Next week, CMC Electric, Chris Conrad. 
on the radio with us on News Radio 680 WPTF.